0: are listening to Vantage Point Podcast, dedicated to giving godly perspective to everyday living. Let's get into this week's episode. What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Pastor Nick, and I'm so excited to be here for another week with you. We're a little bit behind this week, but no worries. We're going to be back on track starting next week and as, a, as we continue through this series called "Back at It," prioritizing our relationship with Christ. And if you uh, didn't get a chance to listen last week, I encourage you to go back. I uh, had an amazing guest on uh, Queen Ferris. We talked about in blank we trust. We talked about how are we. As we go deeper in the relationship with Christ, how our trust changes, what do we shift from trusting to trusting? And so you don't want to miss that episode. I also want to take a minute, to give a special shout out uh, to anybody listening across the globe, whether you're in Germany. I know I have some listeners there, uh, France, um, Gambia, uh, Ghana, just all over the globe. So thank you all so much for tuning in to Vantage Point, staying connected with us. Um, I would love to hear from you. You can let me know how the show's impacted you any suggestions or thoughts or anything at all, you can email us at info at vantage info at vantagepointministries.us. I'd love to hear from you uh, just to let me know again, you can like and subscribe on YouTube. You can also on Apple podcast, leave us a review as well. And so man, thank you all so much for those are tuning in. If it's your first time on vantage point, I'm so glad you're with us. Uh, this is a weekly podcast where we look at Christian perspectives, Christian things. Things of of the of our way and of our life and and try to impact um, our day-to-day living through the lens of God. And so I'm so glad you're here. And this is part four of a series that we've been in called Back At. And um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the series has been amazing in just helping us understand and prioritize getting back in right relationship with Jesus or starting the relationship uh, for the first time. And so uh, this month, we, we you know August is, is a month of transition as we've been mentioning, uh, whether it's school, work, anything else, shifting priorities in your world things may have happened um during this time of year as we even transition seasons right i know in some areas it's still hot Uh, i know out here in oklahoma it's still blazing at 102 degrees but at some point that transition to fall will happen right and it's how do we adjust how do we keep the things that are supposed to be priority priority and so one of the biggest things is that relationship with jesus and and we we've been going at it and so today i want to really focus on Two questions uh, that that I feel like uh, are are so key, right? And the first question is how. Can I have a relationship with Jesus, right? I think that's the first thing people want to know. How can I do this? How um, am I able to do this? How can I have it right? I have to understand what I'm doing before I prioritize it. Uh, And then the second question is going to be, how can I have a closer relationship with God? And so we're going to jump right into that. I also want to just before we jump in, uh, I was able and honored to preach uh, this past weekend at um, our church home, Ignite Church Tulsa. I uh, just want to encourage you all to go listen to the message, listen to our senior pastor, uh, Pastor Katria Bell. She's been in an amazing series called Victory After a Loss. Uh, I want to encourage you all, whether it's through Facebook or YouTube, get connected with us, uh, check out these messages, um, connect with our ministry, let us know. Uh, we're, we're doing some exciting things at Ignite Church Tulsa, so I definitely want um, you all to, to to be a part and check out the messages. Uh, pastor Katria will actually be on um, Uh, vantage point in September, uh, talking about her new book called girl. Yes, you can. So you don't want to miss that more to come, but I wanted to just throw that out there and make sure that you get connected. Um, not just with vantage point, but ignite church Tulsa or any church, uh, as well. So definitely, uh, but we, you know, we're biased a little bit, uh, but we, we love ignite. We're ignite strong in this season. Um, it's, it's a season of transition for us. Um, even, even as we, uh, shift, we uh, recently lost our senior pastor, uh, her husband, troy bell and and an awesome man of god you can get his messages as well there'll be some books as well that that we'll be having as well available uh through the church here shortly so i definitely want you to get connected with us there but let's jump into part four when it comes to it and the first thing i want you to know when it comes to answering the question how can i have a relationship with jesus Uh, the first thing i want you to know is that a relationship with jesus is the most important relationship a person can have it's more important than your marriage relationship your children's relationship it's more important than it's even more important than the relationship with yourself right we're in this season and this 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 culture of self-love and there's nothing wrong with knowing who you are and and appreciating who you are but know that even that relationship takes a backseat to the relationship with jesus because quite honestly all those other relationships can permeate from the relationship with Jesus and a relationship with Jesus. It results in new life, right? It results in forgiveness. Um, we get, we get attached to the Holy spirit and then he can work on the inside of us. And even looking forward, right? We can, um, look forward to a a place in heaven when we transition out of this world, right? Because we know that this is but a moment, this is but a temporal place that we're in right now in our, in our um, tangible bodies but even as we move forward and we we get to that place and we build that relationship we know that that's that's the end game of that relationship that we get to have a home in heaven um, and i love john fourteen nineteen. it says yet a little while in the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You also will live, right? And, and it's such a powerful verse because it's we're in this world, but a little while, right? Some of our while is a little bit longer, but it is still just a moment, uh, but we will see jesus in heaven we will get to heaven for those that believe right we will have that opportunity because that's part of that salvation that's part of that experience we our souls were bought with a price and we will live eternally um after our time on earth and, and really establishing a relationship with jesus it's not difficult right Jesus himself came to seek and save the lost. And, and Luke 19, uh, verse 10 says, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost, right? He he literally has given us an invitation, right? Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I give you rest, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. He's called for our trust. He's spoken to us as friends. And, and so Jesus is certainly willing to have this relationship, right? It's not this, this, this mindset that this relationship is so like formal and personal. He literally is calling us his friends. Um, and, and we have this right. And and what I love about um, even in John 15, verse 14 and 15, it says it this way. It says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I have heard. Um, from my Father I have made known to you. And we see that even in the life of the disciples where Jesus uh, is giving them everything that he has from the Father. He's giving them the teaching, the tutelage, all of it, right? And we also have that possibility when we get into relationship with Jesus. And and it's really based on God's grace through faith. That's what our God's grace through faith faith that's what our relationship is based on when it comes to uh jesus and really we need to understand some truths that when it comes to this relationship because i think that's the big thing here As we transition, as we think about prioritizing this relationship, right, we want to know, and and if you think practically, right, when we prioritize something, we want to know why we're prioritizing it, right, because for it to be a priority for us, we have to first understand it, we have to know that, okay, if I'm going to make this a priority, I need to know why am i making this a priority right? and right and and we've talked a little bit about that but i want to go into some truths when it comes to the relationship that we have with jesus and the first truth that we have to recognize is that naturally, right? Our relationship with God is broken. We've sinned against him. We've done things that are wrong. The Bible says for all that have all, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that's Romans three twenty three. God's standard is perfection. And now this isn't saying we have to be perfect, but we know that based on that standard of perfection, we fall short. That's where the grace comes in. That's where we need to humble ourselves and admit, you know what, God, I'm not perfect. I haven't done it. All right. I've gotten these things. I've gotten into something. I was born into this, but then I also have to make the conscious decision that I have sinned and that now I need a change. Right. And to have that relationship, we need to understand like the wages of sin is death. And this is a scripture that I've heard over and over again, uh, throughout my life. It's been taught. Told to me, said to me, and I've even heard it. It really just, um, really just presented in a wrong way and it gets a bad impression honestly sometimes when it comes to the words of the word of god and so really when it talks about the wages of sin is death wages are payment for what we do right so the payment of our sin is death right and this is really speaking to a spiritual death right because our because of our sin the wages we have a spiritual death that separates us from god um, in this place right we are separated from him but we have to grasp the truth Um, another truth that goes to this is that God loves us in spite of our sins and this is where he sends his son for our sins and he dies as a substitute Jesus died for our sins and it says in Romans 5 8 God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners like don't ever get the impression that I have to wait prioritize the relationship when I don't sin like no it's he loves us and shows the great love for us and sent his son even while we're still sinners like he's not waiting for us to clean up our act he's not waiting for us to overcome our sin because quite honestly if we could overcome it ourselves we wouldn't need him and he literally sent his son while we still didn't know him in the hope that we would know him hear me in the hope that we would make the decision to get to know him right and cross that bridge back to our father he he chose to take this and jesus he chose to take the punishment he took our place right it was part of the plan right but then we have to literally admit and this might be um another truth that that is hard to admit for some people but we have to admit that there's nothing we can do to save ourselves or to contribute to our own salvation. Again, we cannot save ourselves. I cannot rescue myself when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to our souls, right? And on the basis of God, of Jesus's sacrifice, God forgives our sins through grace when we make the decision. And it says in Ephesians two, eight and nine, it says, it is by grace, you have been saved through faith. And it is, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast, right? The J- Jesus has already done the work and he did it so perfectly. Salvation is not about what we can do, but what about but about what Christ has done. And really, this is the real beginning of of understanding why the priority on the relationship is so high, right? Because if we know these truths, it makes us, because this is who we are, right? We have to have this understanding. There is a basic understanding and these truths are it. We have to know that we were born in the sin, that we're separated from God, and through a decision that we make, to come back to him that allows us to begin the relationship again. And it's literally, again, even in this moment, right where you are, you can make the decision to be in relationship with Jesus. You can make that decision. And it's literally as simple as saying this. And we we make an opportunity at the end of every episode to do it, but even in the moment of this episode, you can say right now, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I deserve the consequences of my sin, but I'm trusting in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I believe that his death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness. I trust in Jesus and Jesus alone as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and forgiving me. Literally, it's that simple. And really, when he, I'm telling you right now, don't let religion Don't let other people don't let culture try to make it make you think that you have to say it a certain way. You have to repeat exactly what I just said. It can be as simple as God help. I need you. I know I'm not perfect. I I want you in my life. Take over. And and, and, because God is not concerned about the words as much as he is the attitude of your heart. He'll he's going to see your faith through your words, right? And if you're making that decision, I promise you, you can go to our website, um, vantagepointministries.us and there's a page and it says the greatest decision and you can fill that out. You can recite the prayer that's on there and you can say that you've accepted Jesus Christ and I will help you, um, give you resources, connect you with ministries, connect you with things that um, will help you build this relationship because the other beauty of it is you're not in this relationship alone and and that really leads to the second question that we have which is how can i have a closer relationship with god right And, and really developing the closer relationship with god is so amazing and it's such a a beautiful process to go through but quite honestly a lot of people shy away from it because it does mean a few things you're gonna have to face yourself you're gonna to have to face some things you've done. You're gonna to have to acknowledge some things that maybe you didn't acknowledge before. You're gonna to have to face some demons. You're gonna to have to face some some uh, things with you. You're, you're gonna to have to do these things uh, when you begin to draw closer to him because that's the beauty of relationship, right? The more you grow in a relationship, the more walls come down. The more you grow in a relationship, the more opportunities you have to grow. The more that you um, begin to build a relationship with him, the more he's going to uncover about you. And it's not all bad. He's going to start to show you. Who you were really made to be, and that's the beauty of it, right? And 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 this relationship, it, it it's really you have to have the desire again. Even with salvation, it was about a heart check, right? It was the attitude of your heart. Relationship is going to be another attitude of your heart. What are you willing to let God into? What are you willing to allow Him to transform in your life, right? It, it, and trust me, the the reason. For lingering sins, and I feel I just feel led to say this right as we go in a relationship where we constantly will have these moments where we wonder why this one thing isn't coming off of us or this lingering thing keeps coming up. And and, and really, that doesn't equate to a deficiency on God's part, but it under but it, it may equate to the level of openness in your heart to give God that thing, to give God that, per, that part of your life, to allow him to be to allow him to transform you. And, and, and even when we think about Paul, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, um, who had pop, might might be quite possibly the closest relationship with God. He still longed to be closer. Right. I count everything as lost because of this surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for his sake. I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish or garbage or nothing in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. And that's in Philippians chapter three, verse eight and nine, because no matter where we are, In our walk with God, you might be walking with him for five minutes, you might be walking with him for five decades, you can always grow closer, you can always glorify him more, you can always worship him more, you can always pray more, and you have so many opportunities to do it. And I want to just cover real quick, five basic things that we can do to grow closer in our relationship with God. And the first thing is we have to make a daily habit of confessing our sins. Even if the sin is the, is the barrier of the, is the barrier that impacts our relationship, right? Confessing those sins removes them out of the way. It, it removes them out of the equation. It removes them, um, from being able to hinder us. And and that's the beauty of when we get in front of, christ we get in front of jesus we get in front of it whether it's through prayer or or whatever it is we give ourselves um in that sense where we acknowledge that you know what i wasn't perfect today i'm sorry for this um again it's an attitude of the heart it's a heartfelt contrition of those who recognize that you know what this sin is an offense and it's it's not it doesn't have a place with the God that I serve. And it's through that confession that we realize that, you know what, that's what he nailed to the cross. And I have to constantly cry out to this. I have to say this. And I love Psalm fifty-one seventeen, where David says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart, God, oh God, you will not despise. He doesn't despise that broken heart. He wants you to give it to him, even in the moment. This is after salvation, hear me, we're still... In a broken state, we, we're saved, but there's still some surgery that needs to be done. And if we don't confess on a daily to the things that are not of him and give those to him, we can't grow. And, and the second thing is we have to have a closer relationship. Uh, we have to listen what God speaks, right? Too many people, too many times today we're chasing an experience of hearing God's voice. Um, but but I love what Peter says. He tells, It tells us we have Something more sure the prophetic word to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining In a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart heart, right? Second Peter 1 and 19, the more sure prophetic word is in the Bible. And it's in the Bible that we hear God's voice. to us. it's not just something we read. It's something we hear. It's something we we latch on to. It's God's breathe. That's the beauty of the Bible. It is a breathed word through God that he wrote through men, but it was breathed through his spirit. And, and, and all of those things in the Bible, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17 says, we will be thoroughly equipped for for every good work. So if you want to grow closer to God, we have to read his word daily. We have to be hearers and and not just hearers, but we have to be listeners because there's a difference in hearing something and then listening to something. Because when you listen, you have an intent, you have an attitude about what you're hearing and you're able to take that on and hold on to it and, and allow that word to illuminate. And the third thing we have to do is we have to speak to him in prayer. Uh, if, if reading the Bible is listening to God, speaking to God is accomplished through prayer, right? This is where we go to him. This is where we we even see in, in the Gospels where Jesus is secretly away by himself, praying in, con- in constant communion with God. He's constantly praying. And it's more than just simply asking God for things we need or want. Hear me. That has been just the lie of the enemy. That's the lie of culture. Pray for what you need. Pray for what you need. God is not a genie. This is not Aladdin. You don't get three wishes. This is literally going to him in in repetition, going to him in, in, in intent prayer. And really, when we think about um, uh, prayer, the first three petitions, in that prayer, consider even the model prayer when Jesus talks in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. The first three things are directed toward God. May his name be hallowed, may his kingdom come, and may his will be done. And then in the last three are the requests we make of God. Give us our daily bread, forgive us our sins, and lead us not into temptation. Think about those three last things. It's not about what, what do we really need? We're not talking about tangible things. We're talking, give us our bread, which is our word. Forgive us of our debts, which is our sins. And lead us not into temptation when we take the word of God and we apply it and we connect ourselves to it, right? And that's what we do. And another thing that that I love about prayer is, is um, we can do, we what we can do um, to revive our prayer life is read Psalms. Psalms, many of those Psalms. Holmes. Our heartfelt cries to God through through the writing of David, um, that we can see adoration, thanksgiving, supplication. So if you're finding a way and you need to learn how to pray, not just uh, the Lord's prayers away, but you can go read uh, different Psalms and you will see how to pray, how to be acknowledged in transparency for one, because David was definitely, and I, I really feel like that was a connection point, why David was so um, a man after God's own heart, because he, could, he was able able to lay his heart on the sleeve. David wasn't perfect. We talked about that in a different uh, series a few months ago. David was not perfect. He was nowhere near it. But it's honestly one of those things that we have to do to give God of ourselves to be after his heart. And, And the fourth thing we have to do is find a body of believers we can worship with. You know, it's such a vital component. I talked about this in our series called Core Strength. Community is a core strength of this Christian walk. It's not you know, we approach church too many times. Like, what can I get out of it? Like, it's not about what you can get out of people. It's what does it sound like and what does it feel like when a group of believers who have the same thought they prepare their hearts and mind for worship, they come together, and, and, and God shows up in a place. Right? He invites us. He commands us to come into His presence for worship, and we can't, um, you know, be be um, restricted or limited. Be Because we don't feel like going to church. We don't feel like sitting in a building or watching online, depending on how your service is operating right now, right? Because it doesn't, it's not just about the opportunity to come before the Lord, but it gives us the opportunity to fellowship with his people. We see that so many times in the bible there is community and and nobody's alone we mentioned that earlier and and so even as we come into the house of the lord in worship we we grow closer in him through other people that's a beauty of that and lastly uh growing in relationship it's built on a life of obedience jesus told the disciples in the upper room in john 14 23 he says if you love me keep my commands And, and we must keep in mind that all biblical exhortations to obedience present as our response to the grace of God that we received, right? We we earned, we don't earn through, uh, we don't earn salvation through our obedience. It's the way we show our love and, and gratitude toward God, because he showed us uh, salvation through his grace. Our obedience is is almost like a your, our thank you for that. You know what? Because you saved me, because you saved me when I didn't need, when I didn't honestly deserve it, I'm going to be obedient to you. I'm going to follow your commands. I'm going to do the best that I can. And, and really, when you think about growing closer, it's those five things, right? Confession, Bible study, prayer, community and obedience. And we can start to develop a relationship with God. And it seems simple, um, if not simplistic, right? But think about this. How do we develop a closer relationship with other people? Right? Whether you're married, or you have friends, or you're dating your children, how do you develop relationship with them? You show transparency, you open your hearts, you listen to them, you acknowledge when you've done wrong, you seek forgiveness, you treat people well, we sacrifice our own needs to fulfill theirs, hello parents, right? It's not that different when it comes to God. It's not that different prioritizing our relationship with Christ the same way, the same things we do with other people, the same things that we put forward and put forward an effort to, to win that spouse or to win that child or to get in relationship or have friends. It's the same methodology. It's the same philosophy. So I just want to take a minute, even as we close out this episode, to pray as we grow closer with God. And Father, I just thank you for everyone listening. I thank you for the opportunity to grow with everybody. Even listening to this podcast is growth, Father God. Even even connecting with people, I may never meet them, Father. I may never know who's listening, wherever they are, Father God, across the globe. But there's community being built through Vantage Point Podcast, and I thank and praise for everyone. And so even as they continue to find different ways to connect with you, Father God, I just pray that their their daily prayer life improves, Father God. Their devotion life improves. Their confession life improves, Father God, that they continue to seek you. They continue to be, um, be seekers of you, Father God, no matter how close they think they are. They keep pushing, they keep searching, they keep driving to you until the day that they meet you in heaven, Father God. And we just thank and praise you for everybody listening to this, Father, in your son's name we pray, amen man thank y'all so much again a couple of days later than normal we'll be back on regular schedule uh next week for part five of back at it prioritizing your relationship with christ don't forget if you want to connect with us uh you can go to social media instagram this is vantage pointer i am nick ruffin um, check out our website VantagePointMinistries.us, and then it always questions anything let us know where you're listening from Info at vantagepointministries.us. And as always, don't forget, keep seeking God for insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living. It'll change your life. Have a good week.